Breaking Mayberry, the show that hopes to help you understand your grandpa, but will not succeed. I am one of your hosts. I'm Marty Schneider. I'm the other host, Dan Ludwig. Get alienated from your grandpa with Breaking Mayberry. <laughs> you just heard music by Max Ludwig, who is doing our intro themes. Uh, I'm going to put those themes in their entirety up on our SoundCloud, uh, promoting the SoundCloud right now. Uh, Max is on the internet at Sleep Talkie if you want to get more of that good, good Max music action, and you can listen to his band, Band Brothers Rye, at brothersrye.com. Yeah, we haven't talked about how much that music kicks ass yet. It uh, fucking rules. He fucking crushed it. Like, it is, like, way better music than, not, like, I think, not to say it's better music than we deserve, it's better music than most podcasts deserve. Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah, like most podcasts deserve some garage band ass shit. He made something. It's Speaking like the soundtrack from a a wacky video game. Like it's like some Rayman ass music. So, uh, speaking of, like, not understanding old people, Dan and I said that when we went into the recording tonight, uh, we should know who won the Democratic primary in New Hampshire yeah. uh, by the end of this, by the time we... Or... Given what happened a week ago in Iowa, we may not know by the time you're listening to this. By the time you're listening to this, I don't know, Amy Klobuchar could be president. It's it's kind of, it feels like we're going into a bunker. Like there's like like nuclear war sirens like uh, like going on outside and we're just getting into this underground chamber and I'm just fucking like doing that big like circular door closing thing. The weird wheel that they use for some reason. I'm There's like a weird right now. We're gonna close. Really we're like, gonna come out. Maybe America will still be there. Maybe it'll be. It'll still be America, but there'll be way more yelling. Like, this is a this is a Democratic primary in one state. Can you imagine what's gonna happen in November? Someone tweeted like before this all started, like the day before Iowa. Like we're gonna look back and we're gonna miss how normal this uh, today was. And fuck, I do. I've gone back to Facebook. It's so fucking bad. Like, like knives are out. Everybody is like screaming at everybody. The cast of the Good Place is fighting the the people from Chapo Trap House. It's fucking madness. Yeah, we we don't get explicitly political on this show very often. That might change over the course of this year, or we might just uh, use Mayberry as a little bit of a uh, of a refuge. We might yeah. just try to make our you know the. I'm I'm beginning to get it. I'm beginning to understand why you all, why this show did what it did and just pretended like everything was fine. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, there is, I think our genuine general reason for not getting too like current day political is that we do not have a lot to offer in that particular regard. At least not that like a bunch of other people can't like we, we have millennial opinions and we can offer them. We are not Chapo Trap House and no one wants us to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't know anything that people our age don't fucking know. We don't We don't know shit. Yeah, you guys, you guys can generally you, pick up our political vibe. Our skill set basically begins and ends at making jokes about a 50-year-old television <laughs> show. Hey, hey, do you want to hear the expert political opinion of two dudes with lapsed DSA memberships? <laughs> that fucking that finger on the pulse i actually got my email from like the dsa today telling me my membership had expired today <laughs> I got one, like a month ago i'm excited let's i'm excited to just like emerge into the probably irradiated wasteland it's gonna be like klobuchar is the fucking like front runner now or it's gonna be something even dumber it's gonna be like steyer is the front runner we all have to just adapt to that new landscape i, li I like how you're talking about like it's like fallout and it is a good chance that klobuchar steyer and uh mayor pete could all be tied for first because maybe they've morphed into the same being like <laughs> maybe they've they've voltroned together yeah, maybe may like, maybe 
maybe they've they've just like fused together like like they all got stuck in the machine from the fly and <laughs> Klobuchar is so pissed that she has to be one of the legs <laughs> like, yeah like I mean she she can't be one of the arms or else she just keep throwing shit at her employees <laughs> yeah just like like we get in and it's just like well yes there is the rare mega uh, megazord doctrine in the constitution where several candidates can form together uh if they do have the lightning sword which they did and they did invoke it and uh they beat bernie yeah yeah that's that's how that works yeah uh, uh, I like I like how we explicitly started doing the thing that we said we don't do. But you know why? Because we got nothing for for beginning banter for this week. Um, yeah, it's it's been well. We have stuff, but all of our stuff is uh bad. Like we don't have anything uh good to talk about because everything's bad. Uh, you found a key. I That's found good. a weird key in my house. I don't that know was... whose key this is. I've asked everybody who's been in my house. Hey, did you leave a key here? Nope. Yeah. It's That's, not my key. Let's we literally went through everything we have going on and we were like, no, 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 no. Marty, do you want to talk about the key? I guess we could talk I, about the key. I found a weird key. It's just been in my house. <laughs> if any of this podcast listeners left a key in Marty's house, uh one, your fandom has gone too far, and two, come get your key. I we just don't have time to go on a mythical quest right now. Like, uh, yeah, no, I can't be chased by a shadowy organization. Like we just like we'll go on a globe trotting adventure trying to find the mythical keyhole that that unlocks to a special magical land. Yeah, I mean, normally I would be all about going on a on a mythic adventure and finding the true magic within ourselves, but like. I'm trying to shake this cold, and I got jury duty this week, so... Yeah, uh, the key opens a locker that contains a weapon that stops a rogue AI that's been controlling the United States since 1973. That just seems so exhausting. The shadow organization Black Ghost has to hunt us, and there's a refusal of the call, and it's a whole thing. I, I'm, uh, You know what, Dan? I'm just gonna, after we're done here, go walk out on a bridge and dramatically throw this key into a river. <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll wor- all work out for whoever finds it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, like, as soon as you get home, just a woman in a shawl is just going to be like, I'm the exiled princess of Scarmathia. Do you have the key to get back to my homeland so that we can overthrow the evil lord? And, and I'll be like, like, lady, lady, I texted everyone. <laughs> yeah. This just key's like- been in my living room for, like, a week. <laughs> Now you're coming back. Oh, see, so we did get something out of the fucking key. We, we oh. got a bit from the key. Okay, we got All right. some this is, instincts. This is a fucking show about the Andy Griffith show. Uh, yeah, it's a and, fucking show about the Andy Griffith show. Come in, should we come in with like some some hard energy, like some some, re- some, some really real, aggressive some real shit about this? Yeah, no, it's about the Andy I, fucking Griffith show. Uh, and this particular episode um is bat shit. This episode so... is so weird and dumb. And it's, okay, it's... I literally have to like crack my neck to talk about this. We're this might have to be a two parter because I I watched episode one and I had some. I watched I watched it twice, and the first time I watched it, I had some feelings, and then I had some very conflicting feelings on the second episode, second watch through. And I just don't know, man. This one's whatever it is. It's bad. Like. I don't. I I still haven't gotten a handle on what the moral here is, but I know it's bad. I'm confident in that. I'm just still figuring out the way in which it's bad. We are talking about season three, episode five, "The Cow Thief." Originally airs October 29th, nineteen sixty-two. Written by R. Allen Safian and Harvey Bullock, and directed by he insisted on playing Boston's greatest hits at both of his weddings, Bob Sweeney. <laughs> Thank you to Twitter user at Play Madness. If you want to shoot Bob Sweeney's at us, get at us at Break Mayberry. Uh, character in a Joe Biden stump speech, Bob Sweeney. Oh, it's so <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, it's good. I got this friend from a couple of years back, Bob Sweeney. He worked in a factory that made Andy Griffith shows. And he said, Joe, used to call me Joe. If you're ever a, if you're ever a vice president, I don't want no health care. That was too coherent for for a Biden, but good try, good try. <laughs> yeah, just uh, gotta and, trail off about segregation. 
And here is your one sentence summary from Wikipedia. Mayor Stoner goes over Andy's head and calls in an expert to solve a string of cow thefts. I didn't spoil the ending. Holy shit. I was, no, it did not. I was all ready to say, like, Marty, you need to bleep out the Wikipedia summary. And when we say calls in an expert uh, to solve a string of cow thefts, they call in a crime scene investigator. This is CSI Mayberry. Do they they call in a southern gentleman crime scene investigator? He they call in fucking Hercule Perot, except kind of shitty. They call like, in Hercule Perot. <laughs> Hercule Perot. <laughs> <laughs> they call in Urkel Perot, yeah. Like, it just, like, all, like, the, the gravitas and the attention to detail of a of a gentleman detective, but just none of the capability. It's pretty great. So, uh... uh... <laughs> he does, like, a parlor... Like, he does a, a parlor room thing to completely eat shit. It's so good. This episode rules, by the way. We should just say up top, this episode kicks ass. It's so stupid, and I love it. It's so great. The twist of how the crime is committed, genuinely fucking brilliant. Okay, okay, okay. So let's let's give us a setup. Dan, can you take us into the first scene? Okay, so it starts at a, at a farm. Uh, cows have been stolen. All right. It starts at a farm where they're talking to, I think his name is Fletch. Uh, yeah, Fletch, Fletch is, is the name of the farmer. Farmer. Fletch yeah. is we just kind of open on Fletch reaming out Andy Griffith and just saying like hey my fucking cow has been stolen uh same as Lady Huff's cow uh and Andy's like are you sure you didn't get let out and he's like no I'm not an incompetent farmer uh and Andy says like oh I promise we're gonna do everything we can to find him well specifically yeah, Fle- Fletch, Fletch is asks, pissed off Fletch, Fletch is like, asks, like, are you going to get my cow back? And Andy's like, well, I promise we're going to do everything we can. And he says, actually a pretty kick-ass line, can't get milk out of promises. Fl- um, Fletch, is, Fletch is like one day away from putting up three billboards that say, like, two cows <laughs> missing and still no arrests? How come, <laughs> Sheriff Taylor? How come? Um, and then it gets weirdly racist. I've been wondering when we were going to get a three billboards joke, and this is when I decided to do it. Oh, yeah. You've been, you've had that in your back. There have been like episodes where uh, you've been like, fuck, there was a three billboards joke there. Yeah. Oh, that movie sucks shit. It's a um, terrible movie. It's a terrible fucking film. Um, Sam Rockwell needs to stop playing lovable racist. It's making me not like Sam Rockwell. It's a weird predilection he has that is starting to make me generally anxious. Yeah. Um, also, that movie is like a kind of misunderstanding of America that you can only get from an overconfident Irishman. Yes. Right? Yeah, like, I think I understand how law enforcement in America works. Probably like this, right? There's more than a few similarities between that movie and the Andy Griffith show that we haven't gotten into and don't have time to get into just yet. But we, we'll, 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 we'll touch upon that later. Eventually. Um, we'll just do an entire episode that's us talking shit on three billboards. Yeah, uh, again, again with our fingers on the pulse of of pop culture. <laughs> of that movie that came out, I want to say four years four ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Fletch, Farmer Fletch, has put his bull in the gate for or in the cage for protection. Yeah. Uh, and the mayor drives up, and I've been trying to remember who the mayor makes me think of, and I think I think Michael McKeon. I think he's got big Mike McKeon energy coming off of this especially like in better call saul where yeah like, oh my god asshole to bob odenkirk yeah. yeah yeah i was like trying to see it and now i can fucking see it it's in like the it's in like the i it's in the jaw i don't know how it's in the jaw but it's in the jaw like i'm i'm picturing the way that michael mckeon talks from like the nose down and you can just kind of superimpose that onto the new mayor just yes to, yeah yeah just imagine Michael McKean and Better Call Saul as the mayor, and you pretty much got it. Yeah. So so the mayor arrives, and as we know, the mayor fucking hates Andy. And yeah. is looking for any excuse to get on Andy's shit. Okay. Um, uh, let's just kind of throw this out, though. The mayor is, like, 98% justified through this entire episode. I'm kind yeah. of pro-new mayor. I kind of like the new mayor. At least for this episode specifically. 
the last episode where he wanted Andy to do more abuse of power wasn't good. But this episode, he seems like a good dude. Yeah. So the mayor comes in and he's just like, well, Sheriff, if like cows are being stolen and farmers are going broke and you can't do your job, uh, I guess what I'm going to have to do is make a call to the big capital city and get an expert to come in here. Okay. So let me just, I, I do want to stand for the mayor here. The mayor, before coming in and just like absolutely nailing Andy down, does stop and say like, hey, Fletch, how's your wife? Who I remember the name of. How you doing? Are you doing good? I'm really sorry about this tragedy. Okay, Andy, you're fucking incompetent. Right. Like, and, and, he's a good mayor. I think he's a good mayor. And, and, and like Andy even proves his incompetence because Andy and Bernie even prove their incompetence because they're both like, well, I guess we have no clues except for these footprints right over yeah. there. And, and, and Andy Barney's like, even surprised that there are footprints. Like footprints, what? Yeah, like there's literally one thing about this crime scene, and you missed it. Yeah. But also, Andy's general attitude, like he's like, well, there are those footprints, and uh, those are bullshit. So, I guess we got nothing, and the cow thefts are going to continue. That yeah. sucks, I guess. Yeah, so so Andy isn't doing his job, so the mayor decides to call in an expert. Yeah. I guess you could say, with this cow theft, he's really gonna raise the stakes. I don't... <laughs> okay... I, I I have a button for that now, Dan. Can you just can you fire off another quick one? Uh, sure, just, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do one more. I guess he's really worried that Andy's gonna steer them wrong. <laughs> Dan, fucking Dan, asshole. I have a list. Do you think I didn't come to this with a fucking list? I came to this with a fucking list. Pop off one more, Marty. Oh, man. Dan, you're really milking this bit for all it's worth. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, he's going to uh, go Capital City, which, like, what is this? The DC Universe? Like, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's Raleigh. It's Raleigh. Yeah. Like, North Carolina has a capital. Just say it's Raleigh. Yeah, you're not Springfield. We know where this is. Uh, yeah. So he's gonna go off to Raleigh to get a professional? So, alright. Mayor knows his constituents, uh, showing genuine concern for their plights, uh, is actually going to get someone who is, like, he's going to requisition state, uh, state resources for something he could pretty easily ignore. Like, he could just yeah. be like, tough shit, yeah. bumpkins, maybe get get a better lock for your barns. Not my problem. I'll leave it to the incompetent sheriff. And he's like, no, I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to get a guy here. We're going to fucking catch this guy urgently. I mean, let, let's let's be clear. Like, it's not entirely out of the goodness of his heart and desire to save the bumpkins. Most of it is his desire to show that Andy sucks. Like, a lot of yeah. it is fine. But listen, a lot of great things in this world have been done as a result of spite. Sure, sure. Yeah. like Most presidential campaigns. Basically, the founding of this country was almost done as a result of spite. And also, you know, desire to not pay taxes. But mostly spite. So, well, actually, I wouldn't call that a great thing. Fuck, we can't stop getting political today. Um, Yeah, no, like... Fuck, fuck Andy so far. Like, he's just kind of, like, he's he's continuing his weird laconicness. Where yeah, yeah. he's just, like... Wait, he's, he's, like, not worried about anything or doesn't care about anything. Back at the jail, <laughs> right, Barney is... Barney's throwing a fit. He's like, we can't have an interloper. Like, we can handle this on our own. And, again, a little bit inclined to, like, agree with Barney here because you can find a fucking cow thief on your own. If you can't find fucking... A small, tiny cattle rustler. What the fuck is even the point of this sheriff's department? Uh, and yeah, like, really, like the, the only the reason most, they have low stakes crime. All right, it's an extremely low stakes crime that requires you to move livestock. It's like car theft, but harder because the car doesn't try to run away from you or shit everywhere. Like it is, <laughs> the, 
easiest crime to solve. They've been solving them since, like, cowboy times, since probably colonial times, since basically as long as humans have owned cows. Like, it's so easy. And let, let's be clear here. This isn't a gang of cattle rustlers. It's not like they, like, stole a herd. They've stolen two cows. Two cows. Slowly. Very, very slowly. Like, and yeah, it's, it's, and apparently the person's modus operandi is to walk into a barn, get a cow, and walk out with that cow. Like, yeah. he's, n- he's not, like, 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 setting distractions. He's just, like, kind of, like, getting, grabbing a cow, just getting himself a nice cow. Like, with the ease with which I would steal someone's mail. But why, why would we ever need to do any investigating, Dan, when we have Andy Griffith's hunch? <laughs> yeah. Like, Andy, Andy, Andy looks out the window. Andy looks out the window, and he spots a, a dog. And he yeah. knows that that dog belongs to a guy, a homeless drifter named Luke Jensen. Which, impressive and, dog knowledge. Like, yeah. Like, like, able to spot a dog of a guy you haven't seen in several years, I'm imagining? Yeah, from, yeah it's like, been a while. Yeah, like, like, oh, that looks like that guy's dog. Like, I can't recognize faces of people I've seen very recently, and he can spot dogs. It's, it's cool. It's a good, good skill, good skill. Yeah. But yeah, so Luke Jensen, who's just like a, a rambling drifter homeless person. Um, a very sad character. Yeah, like, <laughs> extremely this man sad. is pitiful. He, a very like, they made unwell him look, man. They made him look as though he has not bathed in several years. Like, he's... <laughs> shabby and he's got like his like clothes are falling apart his teeth are falling out like there's you can feel nothing but pity for this man he and looks yet, like he should be put shopping uh, he looks like he should be pushing a shopping cart around full of all of his earthly possessions in like detroit it is so sad and they're like we all hate luke right kids boo yeah, boo yeah, yeah. old luke yeah, he talks to like, his dog. It's just like Andy gets immediately suspicious. He's like, "All right, well, there's Luke. I better go hassle him a little bit." Yeah. So well, okay, first, Barney offers to pick him up because all right, Luke was someone I th- I presume they sent to jail because they were both like, "Is that Luke?" And Barney says, "Like, no, Luke's still in jail." Um, and then uh, and then they're like, "No, he's Luke's out of jail apparently." And Barney's like, "Do you want me to go arrest him real fast?" And, uh, and Andy's like, no, 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 don't need to, don't need to hassle him. I'm just going to go yell at him a little bit. Uh, Barney, of course, volunteering to just make up charges against somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Barney's like, Hey, do you want me to just like kind of work him over real fast? (laughs) Do you want me to just like plant a a quick kilo on him or some shit? Uh, and Andy's like, no, no, I'll just go threaten a man. I'll just like, just give him a little threat. It'll be cool. Just, just just rattle his bars. Um, and then goes over and like, Luke is like staring at a bunch of like, like there's a thing of like self-serve pots and pans that Luke's just like picking over. And Andy just goes over. He's like, Hey Luke, don't steal that. (laughs) All right. I'll see you later, man. Have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, it's like outside of a general store. Like they just put like a cart out with some of the goods that they didn't have room for inside. Basically a sidewalk sale, you know, like, like outside of every grocery store, you're like, Oh, I grabbed this thing outside. You go inside and you pay for it. Yeah. Like, and so with Luke, like he talks to himself and he's kind of like, ah, yeah. Like he, he mutters a lot and he like is very hunched. And I think in their heads, they had created like this cartoonish, delightful, snidely whiplash character. And again, it's just such a bummer. It's, it's just a sad homeless man. Like, it's just, it's just a sad, a sad possibly mentally unwell homeless guy. Severely, is... he talks to a dog a lot and not like he's talking to himself. Like he thinks the dog can understand him. It's like, it's yeah, yeah. it it's real yeah, bad. We, we should have we should have uh, pity for this man. Yeah, and Andy, Andy should have pity for this man. But yet we are told immediately that this man is the bad guy because as soon as Andy walks away, Luke starts talking to his dog and he's like, "Did you hear that? He was so mean, <laughs> acting like poor old Luke doesn't have any money. Poor old Luke doesn't have any money, but Luke does have money." And he pulls out a wad of cash from it's his lo- like pocket. 
It's like it's a hamburglar established in no uncertain terms that he stole the hamburgers to feed his family. Like, everyone's like, boo, hamburglar, we hate you! And he's like, aha, these are for my wife and children! Like, it's... And I will say, like, he pulls out that wad of cash, and there's only one bill that is, like, distinctive enough to, like, show what it is. And that had a one written on it. Oh, that bill was a single fucking dollar that was on the outside. got absolutely fleeced for those cattle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He sold, like, he sold those, those cows for basically the price of a, of, of, of a nice Subway sandwich. Like... He yeah, got nothing. He doesn't. He doesn't know the fucking worth of cows, like no, black, mar- black market cows. He doesn't know what year it is. He's like, like he's been drunk since like I don't know, like nineteen forty two. It's oh, Luke. Like I, I, I really thought this stuff didn't start happening until Reagan. It had to have come from somewhere, right? Yeah, but. Oh god, yeah, it's it's so accidentally harrowing. And yeah, it just kind of well, we'll we'll keep going, but like basically uh the portrayal of a criminal here is simultaneously great and horrible. Yeah, it's, it's um, really right. messed up. Um so back in the jail, uh the the big city uh investigator comes in. Uh and his name is William Upchurch of the Special Investigation Decision Division. Uh, William Upchurch is a great name, but I'm sticking with Herkel Parrot because I like that. <laughs> Herkel Parrot. Herkel Parrot, a detective of somewhat renown. Like that's the thing. Like this guy comes in, he's doing he's doing basically what we've seen Andy Griffith's villains do. He's he's a southern. Gen- he's exactly the same guy that they arrested in uh, Barney or the, like the Gentleman Crook. Right? Yeah, like he's. He's definitely got those southern mannerisms, like, oh, I've come in to uh, investigate the crime, and uh, I'm going to see what these Scuggins gang's up to. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I, I, there was generally a moment where, genuinely a moment where I thought that it was going to turn out that he was the thief. Cause he yeah, was I, was like, like, I was like, is Upchurch the bad guy here? Because like, he's vaguely effeminate. Like, all, like, right. just the, the slightest hint of femininity. Like, he's... He's not like a good old boy of like, oh, how nice to meet you, Sheriff. I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, like, like, like Upchurch definitely seems like a guy who would say, and we're so used to seeing those like coded queer characters come across as like villains. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. But, but in this case, I don't think it's that he's a villain. It's just that like, because he's from the big city, he has to be a little incompetent, especially as compared to like our country bumpkin knowledge. Right. That's, that's what this thing, that's what the show is fucking about. Right. Yeah. Like, like basically he believes in science and investigation and he uses a French word. He uses (laughs) fancy French words. He is literally, he is like using not even like, like super high tech, like, like uh, cutting edge, investigation methods he's doing like sherlock holmes shit like he's just doing like let's measure the footprint and look at how deep into the mud it went and andy's like oh why don't you bust out the lasers why don't you why don't you start going into the bacteria to solve the crime spaceman it's like and and like william like Upchurch is kind of like, well, I, I, I would if that technology had been invented yet, but it's 1968, so this is the best I can fucking do, you dickhead. <laughs> this entire episode is just that John Mulaney bit about how it was crazy easy to get away with crime before they discovered DNA. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's like a fucking 1970s cop who's just like, oh, back in our day, we didn't need CSI. You just went to the guy's bar and you just started beating the crap out of people until someone admitted to it. Upchurch immediately gets Barney on his side because he kisses Barney's ass a little bit because he's just like, oh, Barney Fife. Yes, I read your report about stuff. Uh, you were very good. You did a good job. And he, he does the thing He does the thing where he says that Barney must be the sheriff. Everybody always mistakes Barney for being the sheriff because he's the only one who's in proper uniform. Um, yeah. So Barney gets like immediately switches and switches teams. And it's like, okay, gets- I'll help you with anything. I'll give you anything you want. 
Wait, wait, hold on, Marty, 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 you're misrepresenting the situation. Barney gets horny. Barney, Barney gets real torqued for this guy. Yeah, like, yeah, she, he's, he's all about it, right? Yeah, Barney is absolutely, like, like, schoolgirl crush smitten on this dude. Like, to the point, like, I'm barely exaggerating. Uh, it's, it's a little adorable. Like, he's basically just, like, follow him, following him around, repeating everything he says. Uh, cause yeah, this is an adult man. Yeah. This yeah. is a thing adults do. Like, they're like, what do you want to do now? And Upchurch is like, well, I guess we should go to the crime scene, right? I am a crime scene investigator, and, uh, this ain't the fucking crime scene, so... Help me do my job, gentlemen. Let's let's fucking chop chop here, Peter Patter. And Andy reacts to him saying, "Like, I guess let's go to the crime scene with it. Like, yeah, let's go to the crime scene. All right, <laughs> this fucking guy. Like, he acts like it's kind of a ridiculous thing to say. He's really not happy about like this guy coming in and usurping. Uh, I guess you could say they've really got a beef. This button takes too long to respond. You're not allowed to edit out that time. You're not allowed to do it. Okay, so they roll into the farm. They grab the mayor. And Barney just starts, you know, yelling. Just starts, you know, just yelling very... It's actually a reoccurring bit where he yells very basic, easy-to-identify information. Um, And then the mayor tells Barney to shut the fuck up. Again, point mayor. Because he's not... He's not like, 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 hey, Barney, you piece of shit. I fucking hate you, you piece of shit. He's just like, dude, shut up. In this case, it's Barney saying, well, as you can see, the gate is over there and it is unsecured. And allow me to demonstrate how an unauthorized person could open the gate. And the mayor's just like, we know how to open a fucking gate. Um, <laughs> he, he does point out like, oh, by the way, there is a bull in that barn. In case anybody's curious, the bull's name is Chekhov. Anyway, uh, on to the next thing. And yeah, then the mayor tells him to shut the fuck up. Uh, Upchurch points out footprints and he asks if Andy has made a moulage. He uses a fancy French word. Uh, yeah. And Andy, Andy explains what that is. You mean a plaster cast of the uh, plaster casting of the footprints? Hmm. Barney doesn't know what it, what the word means. There's a pretty good bit where Barney's like, yeah, uh, we didn't make a melage. We, uh, we just told a few people. We didn't figure it was a good idea to make a whole melage about the whole thing. I thought Solid that bit. Solid, Solid fucking bit. Solid bit, bit. Yeah. I do um, like Andy's explanation of why they didn't do it. He was like, yeah, no, I know that you do that. I didn't really see the point in it. And which is kind of great because just the idea of a police officer just being like, yeah, I, it just didn't seem like a good... I, I just didn't wanna. Yeah, uh, like, I, I'm, it, I'm yelling at the TV, investigate the crime, Andy. Yeah. Literally any investigation. Because so far, the only work that Andy's done at all on this is he called the newspaper and described the cows. Yeah. <laughs> he like, said, he called the newspaper and was like, hey, please put in the newspaper, missing two cows. What, what, do, a, they what do they look like? cows yeah here's the fucking problem with your plan andy sometimes cows look like other cows <laughs> also, all cows basically look the same also there was there's gonna be someone that calls in and be like hey so i saw this guy walking with two giant four-legged animals in trench coats at first i was going to think it was nothing thank thank god you put that thing in the paper because now i know those were cows. Like people are just going to see. What's the fucking plan here? Like someone's going to be at a farm and see a cow and be like, "Hold on, a brown spot above the right eye, a yellow horn." My God, that's the cow that's been described in the paper. Because they're not just going to see a cow in the fucking street, like or in the woods, <laughs> like any of those situations. Other than you know a normal cow place that you see a cow, you're going to be like, "Hey." Weird place for a cow to be. We found the cow hiding out in a movie theater. Yeah, just like, oh, hey, there's just a loose cow around. I bet it's nothing. Bet it bet it's, wasn't stolen or anything. The point is that Andy's done no work on this, but keeps saying, we're doing all we can. <laughs> well, no, you're clearly not. Like, like Imagine the, a cop the, in court, and they're just like, so why didn't you run the blood work? And he's like, eh, didn't feel like it. 
just... I mean, I feel like that does happen all the time. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, uh, way to accidentally be on the cutting edge of political commentary, Andy Griffith show. <laughs> so they do like investigate the tracks, and at this point, Upchurch is like, "Well, there's not really much point now. Like, let's let's do a casting anyway." But people have tr- stamped uh, trampled all over this fucking scene. Um, and he comes to the conclusion that there must be three people: uh, one skinny dude. And a couple of heavier dudes. Uh, Andy points out that the people following uh, walked right through a mud puddle and didn't walk around it because they were following somebody. And Upchurch says, well, that might not matter because it was dark, right? They probably didn't see a mud puddle. Solid, solid reasoning. Like, I mean, like a guy stepped in a mud puddle isn't really like major evidence towards anything. Yeah, a guy stepped in a mud puddle because he was, like, trying to steal a fucking cow. Probably wasn't looking yeah. too closely. Like, like he, guess what? He also stepped in cow shit. Like, 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 Andy's thing is just like, well, I guess this third guy isn't that smart because he stepped in a mud puddle. They're like, okay, Andy, you proved one of the guys is dumb. Yeah, awesome. good job, Andy. Yeah. Uh, so, so they leave, and we're at, is it the same farm or another farm? It doesn't matter. But yeah. We, oh no, it's a get... different farm. It's a different. Okay. So uh, they farm. They say like we're gonna take these uh, these plaster casts back to the lab for extensive data analysis. Um, and then it cuts to a different farm where Luke is yeah stealing a cow. So yeah, L- Luke comes out of the barn and he's stealing a cow. And this is where the Andy Griffith show makes the big reveal. And you know what? I don't want to do it. I don't want to reveal. They reveal something important here. They kind of show how Luke is doing this. Uh, and I don't want to do it. Uh, I wish that the show hadn't done it. Uh, listeners, do you think that you can figure out how Luke is stealing the cows before Andy does? <laughs> Yell it at the podcast like it's Blue's Clues. I'll give you a hint. It is some fucking Slylock Fox, Inspector Danger, Encyclopedia Brown ass bullshit. I didn't recognize any of those references. <laughs> I'm mad at myself for not hitting the yeah after I said bull. Um... <laughs> Uh, I mean, you can try, you can, no, no, the moment's gone. It's, moment's it's, already, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it, is, it is such stupid ass logic, like how he's getting, so anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, it's the kind pause, of crime. Hit pause, hit pause right now and tweet at us at Break Mayberry how you think this is going down. Podcast listeners, you could have saved the cow. We gave you all the clues. <laughs> it is the kind of crime that an actual crazy person would come up with. Like, he definitely started from, like, one batshit idea and then was like, how can I make this a crime? Back at the jail, uh, they are looking over the casts uh, and kind of their spacing and their depth and everything. Upchurch kind of figures out, like, okay, so there's one, like, skinny average dude and two dudes behind him who are fucking giants. We're talking, like, maybe 250 pounds each. Uh, And again, Barney explains the obvious. Well, you see... The bigger the person, the deeper their feet sink in the mud. Yeah. So, uh, so, okay, this is the point where someone should have, like, probably spoken up because, like, these guys, like, okay, so it's one little guy and two fucking Hulk Hogan's. Like, like you could just basically say, like, hey, has anyone seen a fucking pro wrestler walking around town? Sorry, sorry. Two pro wrestlers? You seen any John Cena's running around? Well, obviously not, Dan, because you can't see him. You can't see John Cena. Yeah, no. Have you have you seen? Has anyone like suplexed a cashier in town? Has anyone done a stunner on one of your barbers? Anything like that? Like, just just look at. Has anyone put uh put Aunt B in like a figure four leg hold? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, nobody. I, that's puts, not an actual nobody, wrestling move. Nobody puts fucking Aunt B in a leg hold. Are you kidding me? Aunt B don't fucking tap out. <laughs> Aunt B, I would. I feel like Aunt B has extremely strong legs. Uh, that's a weird thing to say. Take that out, please. Nope. Uh Anyway, Andy that's is gonna just haunt me. Andy's just ignoring some Aunt B legs? Question mark. Aunt B. <laughs> Dan's, Dan's, Dan's search history contains the phrase Aunt B feet. <laughs> oh, 
Quentin Tarantino of this specific woman. Uh, anyway, Andy's not paying any attention to them. He's just staring out the window. And the mayor's like, what the fuck, man? We're doing actual work. And Andy's like, yeah, but I gotta hassle this homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you, do, you do this your way and I do this mine. And mine happens to be harassing the homeless. I think it really comes down to what the Andy crew for the show is, is arguing is like, with all your big city science and your investigative methods, have you ever stopped and thought, maybe just go arrest the criminal? Have you ever thought about just going to your town's criminal and arresting that guy? Idiots. Like, like he's because that's basically what he just does. He just like walks to the end of the maze and just says, like, I got him. I got the criminal. You know, the one that that's wearing a shirt that says, I love doing the crimes. The one that's been muttering under his breath literally the entire episode. I just grabbed that guy. They all they all march out. Uh, Andy stays behind to stare at Luke. The next scene is on the street, and it's Andy and Farmer Fletch, and they are basically setting up a sting. They're yeah. talking about how great this new cow that Fletch has. Oh boy, Fletch, you better leave that. You better watch that cow. Make sure it doesn't get stolen by these three guys that have been stealing cows. Anyway, I, Andy Griffith, will be in my office, not paying attention to your cow tonight at seven p.m. <laughs> so it's a very obvious sting. I kind of wanted it to go on for like another four minutes of just like, I sure hope no one does crimes at this specific time when you will be out of your house, taking your wife out to a nice dinner where, uh, where, where, yeah, uh, where you are going to be extremely confident. No crimes will be happening. Also the pet, the, the key to open your padlock is this, this, and this number. In case you missed any of that, though, like, it's fine, because Luke's gonna explain everything again. I, repeat the entire thing. It's a great thing, thing about old TV of just characters re-summarizing everything that's happened so far. That happens, like, four times this episode. I did take notes on them, but there was, like, several scenes where someone just goes, like, all right, so what do we have so far? And just does, like, a quick summary. It's, be it's so that you when your dad was in the bathroom, he doesn't miss anything. So now they're at somebody's house. I don't like Fletch's house. Fletch's I guess. house. Uh, and they are like the mayor and Upchurch and Barney walk in. Um, and Andy gets to do his fucking like he gets to do his reveal. And they're like, "What? What the hell is going on? What the hell's going on here?" Andy explains what's going on. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna need you guys in a second to help me arrest the cow thief. We set up a sting." Uh, here's what I figured out. And he points, he's got the, the shoes, the, the moulages arranged on the floor. And he says, cool. So you've got prints for this guy. You've got the prints for this guy and this guy. I think there's one set of prints that's missing. And Barty says, well, that's no, we've got them all. There were three prints. And then Andy goes, where are the prints made by the cow? Bo, where are the cow prints? And the answer should have been, like, we didn't take a fucking plaster cast of the, of the cow prints because it was the fucking cow field. There were cow prints yeah. everywhere, Andy. What the fuck? <laughs> Which, like, if, why didn't he come up with that question before they got the guy to come in from the city? Like, he's like, hey, idiots, you didn't think about the cow prints. And it's like, neither did you. Yeah, man. When you... Like, you didn't notice that either, motherfucker. You didn't, until even someone... look, you didn't even look at the fucking footprints until someone told you to. Yeah, you forgot that there was a ground there. Like, and he's like, like, yeah, idiots, you've missed this extremely obvious thing. Fuck, it sucks. He sucks so bad. He's the worst cop. So then, did you figure it out, listeners? Because the mayor says, what the hell are you talking about? And Andy goes, well, it's real simple. We got one cow thief who put shoes on a cow. As if that's the most logical fucking thing to come up with. As if, as if like, we're all assholes for not thinking of that. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's, and the mayor reacts basically the same as us. of just like, okay, fuck you. Fuck you. That's insane. That's an insane uh, thing that you just said to me. You, a man that is, allowed to arrest people so 
I'm not going to fire you on the spot, which is super nice of me. Yeah, we're we're leaving. This has gotten kind of sad, Andy. So I'm, uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the ultra reliable Mayberry Wiki right now. Uh, yeah, under their notes, they have this, uh, and one bullet point says common theme. Another episode where down home country sense trumps big city methodology. And my question for you is, does it? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> does it? Because Andy Griffith's superpower, he's like Will Graham from Hannibal, except instead of being able to get into the mind of serial killers, it's getting in the mind of dipshits. Like, he just thinks of, he, he's able to think like a person who is an absolute fucking lunatic and plays himself into their mindset. And, and uh, let's, let's try to figure out what Andy's down-home country sense is, right? Uh, number one, the big city methodology does help him gather evidence for his thing. He does yeah. use the footprints that's how he gets to his conclusion you know about and number two his conclusion is bat shit yeah i don't care i don't care how down homie you are i don't care if you were fucking roy clark of hee-haw i don't care if you were born wearing a fucking barrel and straps over it like i here's i don't care how fucking country you are like you're acting like it was just a fucking natural like Oh yeah, man! Like oh, the clock the clock is stopped, and that's why it was at at three o'clock all day. You're acting like this is the most fucking natural conclusion we should have come to. Like, oh my god! (laughs) He's acting like it's like the the surgeon was the boy's mother. Yeah, eh, eh. eh. It's so dumb. It's fucking like like basically his. His big reveal is like, you forgot one thing, Inspector Perot. Down here, all of our criminals are fucking morons. Uh, basically, his, cause, alright, the criminal is a fucking moron for putting shoes on a cow. He's a fucking moron for not immediately figuring that out. And, and basically, he's just lecturing this guy like, oh yeah, you forgot. Everything's fucking stupid down here. You know what, man? I gotta, <laughs> I'm trying to if, you can, if you can get four fucking shoes on a cow, that cow's yours now. You yeah. can keep that cow. Yeah. No. Like, that must have made so much... You know how easy it is to lift up the leg of a cow? That super light, dainty thing that definitely doesn't, like, cause, like piss it off. Yeah, no, uh, the... No one has ever been kicked to death by a cow. That's never happened. Like, yeah, cows love to have their legs picked up. Uh, also, I'm just going to throw this out here. A cow's foot is not shaped like a human foot. A cow's foot would not make prints like that, even if it was wearing a fucking shoe. God damn it. It would go clean through the shoe. At best, it would just like have all of the imprint in the back, in the heel, and the front of the foot would just go flapping around. Because that's how a fucking hoof works. Yeah, like, why, they were looking at impressions in the mud. Why weren't they like, oh yeah, this person is really digging in. Wow, they need arch support very badly. Because they're placing all of the weight on their back heel. They're almost not using their toes at all. Weird. So the mayor gets furious. He's just like, I've had enough of this. You could really say that for the cow case, this was his tipping point. Give yourself another one. That was very good, and you you should be proud of yourself. No, I'm, 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 oh, I'm, it takes so long to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. Gonna That's save honestly it. the funniest part. That <laughs> <laughs> it's like artillery. <laughs> why, Marty? Why does it take so long? Are we using like uh, like a gas powered soundboard? <laughs> <laughs> you have to like do a hand crank to get it going. <laughs> I think it's just I didn't I didn't pay too much attention to the download. Like I thought that that would just be fine. So I think that there's just like a second or two delay on the actual sound clip itself. <laughs> I really want it to be that like you do the yeah, and then the soundboard just starts playing the next scene in CSI. Man, it's I don't know what you're expecting from me. I'm, I've got this like hard hitting fucking CSI Miami related material in the year 2020 like <laughs> you know the thing everyone's talking about in the year 2020 um, <laughs> yeah. P- 
people in the year 2020 love to talk about David Caruso and his puns. Fresh oh, material. Yeah. Oh, we're on the cutting edge. Oh, it is kind of, we're kind of simulating Mayberry because like people used to use Mayberry to escape in the past, to escape the tumult of the, uh, of the 1960s. And now with our podcast, people can escape the, the nightmares of 2020 by moving back to 2008 when all of our materials was still irrelevant. Uh, okay. So they catch Luke. Uh, they find the fucking shoes. Okay, so they, Barney does a whole thing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're missing an important part, right? They they all walk yeah. out, right? Uh, the mayor, Upchurch, and Barney. And Barney stares for a second. And he shuts the door. Um, and a couple seconds later, Barney comes back. And everyone, he's, and Andy says, well, aren't you going with them? And then Don Knotts is so good here, right? There's, like, in the middle of this stupid episode, there's a really touching moment. Where Barney's like, you know, I was going to go. I was out of the car. And I thought about it. And I remembered another time when another mayor said that you were crazy. You had a crazy idea. And that idea was making me your deputy. So I had to come back and stand with you. It's such a good moment. It's such a good moment in this, like, very, like, deeply stupid, stupid episode. I yeah no it was it was like a nice moment I'm all but also I don't care it's been three seasons I know that they're best friends <laughs> like yeah. it's a it was a very well acted and well directed and well written scene but also I'm like yeah they're best friends I know and like, yeah and you saying that this you didn't find it moving. one oh you're learning oh this is oh it's it's like watching my kid learn how to play baseball this is wonderful this didn't go the way i thought it would <laughs> you thought this would piss me off I did. i'm so proud of you <laughs> this is delight this is delighting me i did i was like i'm gonna spring this bit on dan he's not gonna know what to do with it I've had a giant smile on my face literally the entire time. This has been delighting me to no end. I'm like a child, just like clapping my hands like, another, another, another cow pun. Uh, so, so, um, there's a yelp from outside and, uh, Chekhov's bull goes off where like they, they pull Luke out of the barn and he's got a bunch of like these grody ass shoes. Yeah. Uh, uh, there, there was a little bit of foreshadowing earlier. The first time we saw Luke, he was going through a trash pile and picking out and looking at some old shoes and then threw them off to the side. A little, huh. little bit of foreshadowing there. But yeah, so he's, he's holding the, the shoes, the pairs of shoes that he was putting on the cow or the bull, uh, which he got gored by. Uh, this is the second fucking Harvey Bullock episode in a row that ends on a man being attacked by an animal. Harvey Bullock fucking loves animal attacks. Dan, like, Dan, would you like to do the honors? Little America's Funniest Home Videos, isn't it, Bullock? You're just kind of leading on the same thing over and over again. What, is an ostrich going to attack someone in the next one? No! Batman! I'm off into the night to fight the Joker. That's... Okay. Guys, Academy it's because Batman... See, yeah. see, see, audience, because there's there's a minor Batman character whose name is Harvey Bullock. Harvey Bullock is also the name of a Andy Griffith writer, and so Dan does this this thing. Yeah, that's why that's the the, the thing. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a great. It's a great. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know what? So okay, so their trap. Uh, their super legal way to trap a guy was to trick him into trying to put shoes on a bull. You know, super legal way to get someone. But what I really would like, what I immediately envisioned is they're like, and now 
We got Luke by tricking him into trying to put shoes on a bull. Let's open the barn for the dramatic reveal. And then just like there's a horn through Luke's chest. Yeah. And just blood yeah. everywhere, he, like pouring like his, out of his, his mouth. Neck is snapped. Like just oh. <laughs> I just wanted money for food. Like Andy was gonna get that man killed. That man was gonna be gored. <laughs> there was a not insignificant chance of Luke dying like like the thing i just said could totally have happened (laughs) like not just animal attacks from bullock bullock loves semi-lethal animal attacks yeah no he loves it if if people get mauled he's yeah and harvey loves maulings two episodes in a row with animal maulings yeah what if this was just the rest of the show like we're watching one where peggy's kind of mean to andy and andy's like i guess we're gonna have to talk about our feelings and then just like a cougar just drags peggy off into the woods but then the next scene they're just like we're all problems are resolved like gomer pile's gonna be like oh i saw a shifty character who was stealing money from the till at the gas station don't worry though a tiger came down and (laughs) took out his throat yeah like it's actually great like and it's just their ripcord of like anytime they write themselves into the corners be like all right what hasn't attacked yet um all right wolf mountain lion tiger how do we get a tiger in there uh regular lion bear slightly larger bear i I guess we're gonna have to do gorilla guys i don't so porcupine what about a porcupine (laughs) shut the fuck up bill (laughs) enough with your porcupines my my dog got a porcupine in the face and it really hurt him (laughs) why did we allow an actual southern writer into here we're all doing this from california (laughs) none of us have been to the south that is actually a thing i'm 100 percent positive okay Okay. no one who made andy griffith show other than andy griffith and don knotts are from the south okay okay hang on a second according to the ultra reliable mayberry wiki the thief putting shoes on the cow is based on a real life incident that occurred in andy's hometown a very clear lie from the things that we just pointed out of that like that wouldn't do anything i am calling bullshit you did a long bullshit so that you like you did bullshit until it was ready to happen right sure did okay uh yeah (laughs) so let's just add weird liar to the things andy griffith's got going on that's cool um yeah so uh they do a a bull mauling and uh then the stinger is uh andy and uh opie who find who gets his like five seconds of screen time they're moving or something it's in my contract (laughs) yeah like they got to the end of the thing it was like Wait, who wrote the Opie scene? Oh, damn it! It was, they, they cleaned out the attic. They were cleaning out a bunch oh, of junk yeah. out of the attic. Uh, and they find uh, a very 1960s thing. A fucking umbrella stand made out of an elephant's foot. <laughs> an actual fucking elephant's foot, I assume. And Opie's <laughs> like, what the hell is this? And he's like, yeah, well, was- we, we, we had an umbrella stand made out of an elephant's foot. Don't know why. <laughs> This is we the had thing an makes- elephant foot for some reason. This is the thing that makes sense for me, Andy Taylor, small town sheriff to own. <laughs> it's 1960s. We own an actual elephant's foot and we're over it. Like, yeah, we don't even it. give a shit. <laughs> and so Opie's like, I want to play with this. And Andy's like, whatever. Um, Barney rolls up and he's like, well, I sent Upchurch away. And let me tell you, boy, he's one of those boys that just... Uh, they get a conclusion, they run in their head, they don't think of any other possibilities, and holy shit, is an elephant coming around? Because he sees <laughs> elephant prints in the driveway. And this uh, is actually a fucking fantastic line. He says, it's going to trample all the co- all the crops, it's going to eat all the babies. Does anyone have an elephant gun? He goes in it's full just, panic. It's so funny. I, 
I just love the elephant is going to eat all the babies. It's such a good line. It's almost like it might be the funniest line of the Andrew Griffith show. It really is funny. Very good. Yeah. So it ends on a good note. So, I mean, this episode uh, has, I think, I think right now it has the belt of worst moral of season three. Yeah, the moral here is basically all... It basically all homeless people are secretly greedy and evil, like, I guess. Well, and also, you are right to harass them. Also, like, hey, you know what's stupid? Investigating. You know what works? Profiling. All right, who's gotten out of jail recently? Um, It's probably that guy. Uh, Let's do a sting. Like, yeah. to the point where, like, the show is not like, like, hey, uh, investigating isn't better. Uh... It is, like, firmly, like, cops shouldn't look for clues. <laughs> like, clues are stupid and for assholes. Uh, yeah, it's not even, like, an anti-science thing. It's anti-clue. Yeah, no, it's it's anti-any sort of investigation. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, Andy would be on the Orient Express just, like... Uh, just basically saying, like, all right, has anyone here been to jail before? All right, I have nothing, and yeah, nothing. if you try to solve this beyond it, you're an asshole. Uh, ratings. We need to rate the episode that we just watched. Uh, uh Andy? Okay. Andy Meter? Andy Peter. I mean, I like this episode. I think there this are episode... some genuinely... It's not well written. It's It's written dumb, but, like... In terms of a like an actual mystery, it's bad. It's a bad mystery yeah, yeah. where the payoff doesn't make any sense. But for a minute, it did like trick my brain into thinking that it was a good mystery because I was like, because there was a moment where like I was watching it and I was like, huh, I wonder how they managed to steal the cow. And then Luke walked out with the cow in shoes and I was like, the cow is in shoes, of course. And then I waited five seconds and I was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> but like for a second, yeah, it did yeah. trick me into thinking that this was a good idea. The, the first time I watched it, I didn't, I must've been looking away or something. Cause I didn't see the part where they showed us Luke walking away with the cow in the shoes. Andy's reveal was actually a reveal for me and it made it 10 times better. Yeah, no way better. Wait, like, yeah, like, it's kind of, it's, it does the cow thing with such confidence that it's, it, like, it takes you a minute to realize that it's stupid. Like, it sells it. But in terms of, like, an Andy Griffith show episode, like, it actually, they kind of pull off a mystery a little bit. So I'm gonna put it at, like, an eight. I was gonna say seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's cool. It's good. As far it's... as FIFOmeter goes, right, like, this one makes me real angry, because you're right, it is about, like, profiling, and it wraps it up in this, like, cutesy little bow. Like, ah, yeah. it's so cute uh, and silly to just, like, go harass a homeless man you just got out of jail. And the fact that, like, Andy's vindicated, that Andy has proven right, like, yeah. makes it so irritating. I would have it... loved... I would have liked this if, like, Luke had been a red herring. Like, yeah. And turned out it was something completely different. But this show cannot pull that off. Like, no, no, because Andy can't be wrong for even a portion of the episode. Um, sure. But, yeah, no, it's kind of it's kind of really unique in that, like, it sort of says, like, oh, you know, you big city lawyer, uh, you big city law enforcement, you try to, like, to follow clues and use evidence we do things a little different down south and in like any other version like show it would be like we use you know like common know-how and 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 like like country wisdom like i know this this and this about cows and i know this about the kind of mud that uh the you, farmers you, use. you thought you were going to get like a legally blonde moment where like instead of knowing about like how perms work it's just like well everybody knows that a cow hates a mud puddle or some shit like that like, <laughs> yeah no uh but instead it's just like we do things a little differently down south have you ever tried civil rights abuses <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, and it's very upfront about that. And he's just like, I'm just going to do some folksy, uh, some folksy profile and it'll be fine. That's going to solve everything. So it's kind of, it's, it's very honest about the way that uh small town law enforcement works. So uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and presents it as a unequivocally good thing. So yeah, for me, five score is going to be like an eight on this one. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to put it at like an eight. Definitely worst so far. Yeah, yeah of the season. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that is it for us. Uh, don't forget, you can always get at us on the Twitter. I am on Twitter. We are at Break Mayberry. If you have any questions, or you want to say anything about the show. Uh, also, we haven't had a rating in a while. Like, uh, hit us with your ratings and reviews on Apple or iTunes. That's going to help us get into other people's earbuds. On Twitter, we are at Break Mayberry. Facebook.com slash Breaking Mayberry. Uh, Instagram, we are Breaking Mayberry. On Twitter, I am uh, at Schneid Remarks. That's S-C-H-N-E-I-D Remarks. <laughs> you can find me on AOL Instant Messenger at Lugnut14. Was that really your AOL Instant Messenger? I'm pretty sure. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, music, of course, by Max Ludwig, who we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Uh, you're going to hear some more Max Ludwig in just a second. If you want to support us with your dollars, that's patreon.com slash Breaking Mayberry. We, we're releasing new bonus material all the time. Uh, just put a new one up about the anime uh, Rain the Conqueror, which I hated. Oh, it was um, punishing. Uh, yeah, listen to Patreon work, which is basically <laughs> just turned into uh, us punishing ourselves with terrible, terrible media. Uh, more so than this one. More so yeah, than a regular. Yeah. Oh, no. The, the Patreon is just like pure self-flagellation, like just punishment upon ourselves and each other. Uh, so check that out. Maybe eventually uh, we'll like watch cats or something. Other than that, I'm just. Oh, what if go we did a DVD commentary for cats? That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Other than, uh, all right. So before we go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and check Twitter here. And the winner of the New Hampshire primary is uh, John Delaney. What? <laughs> it's Delaney Mania. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he never signed shit about dropping out. <laughs> It was a shadow campaign. It's amazing. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you all down at the fishing hole. Oh, y'all come back now. Boom, 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 boom,